Audacious Losers Podcast, episode 53. I'm Paul. I'm Casey. And uh, man, it is smoky outside. Yeah, it's smoky <laughs> yeah. and windy. It's pretty gnarly out there. Gnarly. It's kind of a nice start to the day, and then all of a sudden it's just socked in with smoke. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, ugh, my eyes are all burny and itchy, mm-hmm. and it's just, it smells horrible. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in Portland. This is why you shouldn't move here. Yeah. Um, Casey, what are we drinking tonight? What, what are you drinking? I'm drinking. I'm looking at this can, and I cannot for the life of me find what the brewery is. But it's called Sun Lab. Uh, it's called Sun Lab. Brewed and canned by Westbrook Brewing Company, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. It's, um, it's a super thick, dank, hazy. That's not that's not the description they have there, but that's that's what my description of it. It's your uh, description. <laughs> uh, super, just thick, uh, hazy. Uh, it's super good. It has a yeah. orange zest and lactose, and has a nice orange color to it. Um, and it's yeah, from, it's really good. What's that? It's from Sun Lab. No, it's from Westbrook Brewing Company, Mount Pleasant. It's called Sun Lab. Sun Lab is the name of the beer. Weird. A, yeah, I don't know. There's a brewery in Miami called Sun Lab. Is that right? Yeah. It, it's good. It's 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 got a little bit of a punch, but it's good. What, what are you drinking? Okay. I've got a collaboration beer from Ecliptic and Cloudburst. It's a wit beer with lemon. Catchy yeah. name. Catchy yeah. name. Um, and it's got it tastes exactly like it sounds. It it tastes like Belgian yeast, and then you get lemon and you get bitter from the orange peel and mm. a little coriander. It's uh So you get it all, everything they describe. Get, Everything they describe, you get. Yeah. It's um, it's a really interesting beer. It's very unlike my style mm-hmm. of beer. So, yeah. um, but my wife picked it up at New Seasons today, and it, uh, I like it. That's nice to branch out, try something a little different that you don't normally yeah. grab yourself. Yeah, she got me a couple of hazies there in the fridge. I'm not going to drink them tonight, but yeah, um, she knows me. She knows what yeah. I want. Sure. So definitely. So we got two divisions left, man. We got uh, yeah, that's it. Just two. The NFC East and the NFC West, and then there's football in a couple of days. I can't believe it. It, just, it feels like it crept up on us so fast. Probably because there's no preseason, but it's just like it's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. really curious to see how it works. Yeah, because th- there have been hiccups with baseball. It hasn't yeah, been. It hasn't been nearly as badly as bad as I thought it would be. But there's been some hiccups. So yeah, uh, and of course we know basketball has been absolutely flawless, except for yeah. you know, sometimes being not entertaining. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the further we get into the playoffs, the least less entertaining it's getting. Yeah. Um, that kind of seems like that's how the playoffs is anyway. The NBA playoffs. It seems like they kind of get, there's been a few years when it's kind of gotten less entertaining, but, but I think it's yeah. made even worse with the bubble. Possibly. Possibly. I think yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know. Like nothing in the West excites me right sure. now. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers are boring, the Clippers are boring, the Rockets yeah. are boring, the Nuggets are boring. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending all my time concentrating on the East, which is not boring. Yeah. Um, except for you know the all the 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 Twitter pundits who are or have opinions about Giannis and his yeah. ankle sure. about how well you know he that's why you don't you don't push an injured player. And I was like, well, it's the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and you have the people who say that you know Bud should be fired because he only was playing Giannis, you know, thirty-one minutes a game or thirty-two minutes a game or whatever, so he wasn't ready to play big minutes in the playoffs. It's like, come on, like, yeah, well, that that's been happening for a long time. Like teams yeah. teams cutting their star minutes back during the regular season, and then it's I mean, the look at Kawhi Leonard. Of, it's the downside I mean, the of sits, load management. The yeah. guy sits every other game and he's fine. He does. I don't think that's what it is at all. No, I think it's just he. he 
twisted his ankle and yeah. he just he landed in a weird way that it reaggravated you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is you know and, and to be honest and then all the morons that are saying that bucks are better without him like no they're not of course they're not yeah no, they're not they just one they, of not the best nba player right now they rallied yesterday in a game that honestly they probably should have just lost yeah. Uh, Miami missed a couple of wide open shots down the stretch that that would have put the, the nail in the coffin. So sure. Um, and then my big mouth, you know, on Twitter talking about how Chris Middleton's not the guy, and, and then he comes off. out and just goes <laughs> off in the yeah. last like five minutes. I'm like, cool, cool, that worked out really well for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it happens. Oh, whatever. Let's talk football, man. You want to talk yeah. East or West first? Let's start with East. East is uh, yeah, that's the cool. East is black. We don't want to finish yeah. on the East, right? No, no, you definitely don't <laughs> want to finish on the East. No. Um, so I'm assuming we got this the same. Yeah. Um, Probably you know, one, one, two, three, four. I. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we know who's going to be last. We'll put it that way. So last, I, I think, is the the uh, team to yet to be named. Yes. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, the, uh, the Washington No Names. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're they're blown, they're they're uh, yeah, they're they're selling all their their big names and yeah, they're not good. They're not going to be good this year. You but know, I think they have I a bright. Say, I think they have a bright future though. I I do like what they're building. I like what they're doing yeah. a lot. Like starting with getting rid of that horribly racist team name. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and moving forward, I kind of like the new uniforms with numbers in the helmets. I think they're kind of sharp. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Ron Rivera was a great hire. I agree. As a head coach, I think they they're putting the pieces in place to build a really strong defense, which is a Ron Rivera calling card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the offense has a lot of uh, growth that needs to happen for them to be competitive. Definitely. Because they're so young and because yeah. their skill positions are just they're on paper are not good. No, they're not. But we'll see. Um, so, I mean, uh, Dwayne Haskins gets a, a full season now as a yeah. starter. Yeah, we'll see what he does. I'm curious because he really did kind of he he he, he looked came really on. good at the the last couple of games last year. Yeah, he um, came on, and the the the, the one mm-hmm. thing I will say about Haskins is if for some reason he struggles, which I don't think he's going to struggle. I don't think he's going to be great, but I don't think he's going to struggle. Uh, I think he'll be moderate. He'll be fine. He won't. He I don't think he'll win games for him, but he won't lose games for him. Yeah, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, but if he does struggle and they decide to pull the plug on him, they have you know a guy in Kyle Allen who. Rivera likes who has a very strong arm and can mm-hmm. show he can be effective in spurts yeah. in the NFL. And they got Alex Smith who, mm-hmm. I mean, like, so the, yeah, they I, have three, I don't three know capable quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm rooting for Alex Smith to get another shot. Yeah. I didn't think he'd play again. Um, Cause that's, I, that's I'm an rooting incredible as well. story. And yeah. he always did seem like a guy who just kind of got shafted mm-hmm. no matter where he went. San Francisco gave him the shaft. Kansas city gave him the shaft. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, like, at the time, San Francisco was going with Kaepernick, yeah, which was in at the time the right decision, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Kaepernick turned out to be not as great as everyone thought he was once sure. more tape came out on him, but yeah. Um, and then of course, Alex Smith went to the wayside for Pat Mahomes, which made a lot of sense. So yeah, um, yeah. but but it's just kind of the wrong place, wrong time for Smith. Sure. Yeah. So I'd love to see him get another shot. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do at running back. So let's, yeah. let's start. Let's I, I start mean, there. I, yeah, let's start there. But I, I, I do want to say I like their offense. That what the some little p- the pieces they have on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at running back, you think? I mean, they got they got. It looks like they. Had, I mean, Peyton Barber could be the guy right off the gate getting most of the rushes. But Antonio Gibson is definitely the most intriguing piece of that um, offense right now because he can be kind of moved anywhere and he looks pretty electric. Um, 
and Bryce Love, of course, is another guy. I, I, I don't know if he's going to get as much run as a lot of people are talking, but um, he's, he's, he's on the healthy. team. So, yeah. If he's finally healthy and he looks like the guy who was, you know, a Heisman sure. firearm at Stanford. I, yeah. I heard a lot of things from Washington writers saying, you know, this is before Peterson was released, saying that he, there's a chance he might not make the roster. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Love didn't really get much run. And it's Barber, Gibson, and maybe even McKissick getting getting most of the, the run there. Yeah. I found this. I feel like this year more than any other year, the beat writers are just off base. That could be true as well. Like, could be really I don't know if it's well. just because they're not playing games. They're not really seeing it in real speed. Yeah, or fair. Yeah. Maybe the coaches are holding stuff closer to the vest. I don't know. Very true. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Bryce loves. I don't. I don't doubt. I don't doubt. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't doubt that that Peyton Barber is probably going to have the most. He's probably going to have the most. I think so. He has the most. The most uh, experience out of those running backs. Yeah, he's just not good. He's not. Of course, he's not yeah. good. But um, he's yeah. not awful. He's just kind of a. No, he's eh. certainly not. He's, awful. he's a good. He's a good backup running back. He's a good number two. Number two guy. Number three yeah. guy. He shouldn't be a number one guy. Um, they didn't really add anything. No, no. I mean, they added, uh, I mean, like not counting the draft. So sure. I mean, they yeah. added uh, Ronald Darby, Kendall Fuller into that defensive secondary. Um, you mentioned J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Thomas comes over to play tight end if he plays tight end at all for him. I, I don't know. Like it sounds some, like some, will, some report. Well, yeah, but some reports another... say he's the guy, but I mean, he's never been good anywhere he's been. So what, why sure. would he be the guy now? You know what I mean? It's a mystery. That one's a mystery. Who knows what, what they're uh, going to do there? Who I thought, gonna... I thought Jeremy Sprinkle was pretty good last year towards sure. the end of the year. It seemed like he kind of had a thing with a connection with Haskins. So I'm yeah. surprised if Logan Thomas is the guy like full bore. Yeah. I mean, that it just would be surprising. Not necessarily sure. a bad move, just surprising. Um, guys, they lost. I mean, uh, they signed Sean Davis and then they cut Sean Davis, which yeah. I didn't. It didn't really make much sense to me. Yeah, like why? He must have had a, he must have had a really bad camp. Um, yeah, they let Josh Norman go, which uh, could be good, could be bad. I mean, Josh Norman played really well for the Panthers. Yeah, when he was there, and that was a Rivera coach team. So, sure. uh, how that was interesting. Um, and then Darius Geis, which we're not going to get deep into Darius Geis, no. except yeah. for that. I hope he doesn't get another shot. He won't get another shot. I think he's pretty much done. Certainly hope. Certainly hope so. Um, I can't see this team winning more than four games, despite having a, what I thought was a pretty good draft. Yeah, I think they did have a good um, draft. I mean, Chase Young mm-hmm. projects to be a game changer. Yeah, and I think um, he will be. Whether they put him at D-end or outside linebacker, I don't know how they're going to play him necessarily. But um, yeah, but they, they all of a sudden got a pretty good front I wouldn't say front seven, but I'd say a front five. Well, maybe they have some good young pieces that that could come come together in a year or two. I don't think it's 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 not there yet, but they have some they have some some nice they have some hope. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's they're, well, the defense is better than their offense. Sure. I'll put it that way. Um, Gibson, I think, could be electric. He could be Tyreek Hill, or he could be not Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I'll put it that way. He could be Cordero Patterson. Sure. For all we know. Um, which isn't bad. He's he's carved out a role in the league, but it's somehow, not what yeah. it might not be what a lot of uh fantasy players are hoping or or even Washington football team fans are hoping. Yeah. Um and then Antonio Gandy Golden, I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a just a raw athletic receiver who who yeah. who could hit and be really good or or he could bust and be nothing. Um I have a hard time seeing him carving out a big role right off the bat, just because I think that Terry McLaurin. Sure. But what um, else is there? 
Stephen yeah, I mean, Sims played pretty well down Stephen's, the stretch. Yeah, but yeah. they're different. They're very different, though. I mean, Sims is going to be a slot guy. Yeah, and he's going to he's going to get ton. I mean, I I think that Kelvin Harmon was going to be the guy opposite of McLaren, and then he got yes. hurt. And I think yes. I, I mean, it sounds like Dontrell Inman is probably going to jump into that spot. But I mean, he's you know he's an average receiver at best. Uh, he'll he'll get it done. But I mean, it, it, it might be a while before we see Antonio Golden Gandy. It might be you know mid season before you might see him uh, make a splash, if at all. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's a it's a long play. It wasn't for this season necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, but I go. Of course, they also didn't see Harmon going down, like he said. So sure, yeah, because he, yeah. he he actually looked pretty decent last year. Yeah, Harmon yeah. Well, I I liked him. I liked him coming out of college, and he got yeah. just a, he was a really low round pick, which was yeah, surprising. yeah. People soured on his athleticism. I think. Yeah, but that doesn't always mean anything. I mean, you could have a super athletic guy like uh, Doriel Green Beckham who does absolutely nothing, you know. Yeah, and you got so. guys who are touted as not being athletic, like Keenan Allen, who are still yeah. or underrated. Terry McLaurin. I mean, no one thought he would be the receiver he's become. So yeah, no kidding. Um, how do you feel about the Giants? Um, I think they're trending up, but I think they have a ways to go. I think they have a ways to go, but I really like this team. Yeah, they have some really really nice pieces as well. They got a lot of pieces I like. So it's, I think they're going to threaten Philadelphia for that second spot. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with Philadelphia being so banged up. They're going to start off, they're going to start off rough. They might, you might see them mid mid season kind of get into a groove and win a few games. Um, Um, We're going to talk about them next or whatever, you know, but, um, but I I agree. I think, I think uh, the Giants could very well uh, be nipping at their heels. I mean, the Giants did the right thing and they went out and got a big left tackle a stereotypical a prototypical um yes. left tackle stereotypical, stereotypical. those left tackles you know them yeah. just big old guys you know, <laughs> big thick boys over there on the left side um but andrew thomas andrew i think thomas, yeah. uh, as far as projection goes was the most ready i would say yeah. to step in and be a starting left tackle and um yeah so he and they, uh, yeah yeah. Anyway, he's he's there to protect Daniel Jones. I th- I like Daniel Jones a lot. Yeah, I've grown to like him as well. I was kind of I was kind of I was kind of off on him at first, but but he, he he had his moments last year. Yeah, I think he had some fumble problem issues in the first. Yeah. Well, I, I think a big part of that is because the guy moment. hit a lot. But. Sure. Yeah, and that's yeah that's <laughs> so, why they have a new left tackle right now. Uh, but they have a young a young offensive line, mm-hmm. and it's another year together. Uh, Nate Sauter opting out hurts. Because yeah. the, it would have been nice to have that veteran uh, tackle to help, you know, teach Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. But they made a lot of smart moves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that on paper, Dion Lewis is a smart play because he's super cheap to back up Saquon Barkley, and it gives them a a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield. Yeah. So, um, and you know, the Giants are always trying to grab those old New England players. Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> Uh, but their defense, I think their defense took a huge step this yeah. year mm-hmm. with, with the guys they brought in. So well, they have a Blake, good front line too. Blake Martinez comes in, yeah. uh, who's just a tackle machine. Uh, James Bradbury, I think is a great corner to come in from Carolina to be their mm-hmm. lockdown corner. Um, Kyler Fackrell will be just fine as a, yeah. as a rotational linebacker. And then uh, they, they just signed Logan Ryan, who is kind of a polarizing player. Yeah. Because his stats were incredible last year, like basic stats, like tackles and picks. But it's because sure. every single team they played threw the ball at him every play. Yeah. So I mean, he got burnt a lot. Um, 
but because he got thrown out, he got lost tackles. And then every now and then he would jump a pass and take a pick. Yeah. Um, namely when he intercepted Tom Brady and, you know, killed the Patriots season. Sure. Yeah. Not that I was happy about that at all. No, not at all. Um, yeah. So this is the first year without Eli. Yeah. Which is going to be, I mean, it's not like a big loss at this point. In his no, career, I don't think but so. But it's, but it's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. It's it going to be weird. weird not seeing his kind of dopey face on the sideline. Sure. Well, I really hope for their sake, and if you're a Giants fan, you would hope this too, but I hope Evan Ingram can put together a full healthy season because because when he's healthy uh, and he's getting targets, he's a pretty electric tight end. They have um, and, and, a lot and of really, Yeah, they do have a lot of weapons. Um, I like Slayton as a receiver. Shepard's super underrated. And then Golden Tate in the slot is also a very underrated receiver. Um, they have four oh, yeah, guys Golden right there. Tate. Like, what's Golden, that? Tate, Golden Tate surprises me a little bit because he's – He's never really had a bad season. No, he's always been pretty steady. And he always, he, I mean, every single season, he might be, in, in fact, I have to look it up, but stat wise, I think he might have the most like yards after reception. Could be. In the last like decade. Like he's yeah. just, he, he's electric when he gets the ball in his hands. He just, you know, he's getting older and he's getting more nicked up. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Slayton's an incredible big body deep threat. Uh, Sterling yeah. Shepard the same way as, as Evan Ingram. He just has to stay healthy. Stay healthy. Yep. It, it would be I very big if they both. They, if they if, put if, those if, guys healthy with with Barkley and Dion Lewis, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like you got a lot of electric players and a quarterback yeah. who can who can move. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if, they're, they're going to be pushing eight if, wins. I, I, I would, I would worry a bit if you lose Ingram and you lose mm-hmm. Shepard. I mean, after that, what do you have? I, I know that um, Caden Smith came in and and performed pretty admirably last year when Evan was Evan Ingram was down. But I mean, I'm looking at their their receivers. I I really don't know any of the names after, you know, the the top three they have. Yeah. So so you'd worry a little bit about that, but they're but they're not looking to win next year anyway. So. Uh, maybe you're just kind of holding off and hopefully next year they, they maybe invest a little more in the receiver position. I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah. You don't think so this year? Yeah. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to turn some heads. I think they're going to be better. Than maybe, think. maybe. I mean, they're not going to be a, a above 500 team, but they're going to be a competitive team. I think. Okay. I could see that. Um, I could see that. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be more competitive than people think. And I think that teams teams tend to rally around new coaches to a sure. certain extent, too. Yeah. And Joe Judge is a brand-new coach. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and mainly, like, honestly, they're going to play Washington twice. Yeah. Those are, yeah. And they're going to play Philly twice. And we don't yeah. know what Philly they're going to have to play twice. Sure. You'd have to think they'd win at least one of those games against Philly. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Philly because I sure. – I don't like Philly. We we've made that very clear. <laughs> yeah, I know. On this podcast, um, and they are just like you said, they're just banged up. So they're super banged up. They had one big addition that was Jalen Hurt, or not Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. That one as a, as a, mm-hmm. a, it might actually be a big addition depending on how Person Wentz ends up. But um, Darius Slay is who I was thinking of. I don't uh, think Jalen. Yeah, yeah Jalen. I mean, if Wentz goes down, Hurts is the guy. I guess so. I mean, why did they sign Josh McCown to a to a to a, a spot on the the uh, practice squad if they if they if they were super like ready for Hurts to be the guy? <laughs> I don't know. Just to have him there. Well, and also I guess like, so. the Eagles make bad decisions all the time. That's true. So let's not let's not act like the Eagles are a well-run franchise. They won a Super Bowl because they got hot at the right time with Nick Foles. Yeah. 
it's, it's one of those, you know, like asterisk Super Bowls to me. Sure. It's just yeah. like kind of just, you know, they were not the best team in the league by any stretch. Yeah. Um, Jalen Rager was their big, uh, their big draft pick. Yeah. Out for what they say four weeks. I'm surprised that they didn't put him on the IR because the IR now is like minimum three games, I believe. And if you, yep. I mean, why not put him on the IR? I, again, you, just like you said, Philadelphia is maybe not that smart, but unless it's unless it's n- really isn't as serious as as they say, and it, he could be back in like week one or two, so I don't know. It's hard to yeah, say. I'm not, I'm not really sure because it sure sounded it sure sounded like he had a he had a great camp so far, and he, he seemed to be the real deal, and and possibly their best weapon, dis- uh, other than Ertz and uh, Miles Sanders and Goddard probably and Goddard, yeah, sure, yep, yeah, Goddard's up. I mean, Goddard would be a tight end one on almost every team in the league that's very true yeah yeah he's easily he's he could be a top five tight end in the league they uh they didn't lose a ton like looking at what they lost was i mean malcolm jenkins Mm -hmm. uh, nelson Aguilar, ronald darby uh timmy jernigan jordan howard who they i mean at the down the stretch they didn't even use him yeah um yeah, it's a weird team. They're just they're so banged up and you don't you don't get the accurate injury information in the NFL. Yeah. So what what we've heard is lower lower body for for Miles <laughs> Sanders. Well, for Sanders. Oh, for a lot for, of guys. Yeah. And for Wentz. And Wentz, sure. And Deshaun Jackson. It's his mm-hmm. lower body. So does lower body mean they rolled an ankle? Does it mean that yeah. they pulled a hamstring? Does it mean like sure. something with their foot? Like yeah. Could mean a yeah, lot of media could mean a million different things. With with them, I definitely worry. I worry about Wentz and Sanders, um, because they both seem pretty banged up already, and that's not a great start. Um and Deshaun Jackson, who never I, I, I can't even think of the last time he's had a full season. I, yeah. I think he's hurt or whatnot every single season for and then Alshon Jeffrey, who uh I mean, I guess he'll play at some point. Um he's not on their IR, another another person, but but he's he's always banged up. The guy is just always banged up. So so if you're you have Rager banged up, you have Jeffrey not playing, you have the possibility of Jackson being banged up, Miles Sanders possibly not playing. Uh I mean I, it sounds like he's gonna be ready for week one, but who knows? Um and I, I think wow, you have Boston Scott and uh <laughs> um Arsega our, 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 uh, Whiteside. I don't think that's how you really pronounce it, something weird. Arsega. Arsega Whiteside, who apparently has had a great camp, but you know, who again cool. who knows if that's true or not. <laughs> but they still have Ertz and Goddard. So that, I mean those are both great tight ends, but you can't you can't run an offense solely through two tight ends. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I, I mean, they so. kind of did last year. I guess so. Yeah, they're very good tight ends. So they're, I mean, they're awfully, awfully good. I don't know. I That's worry. True. I worry about the injuries because yeah. that they, as much as they might like Boston Scott, I don't. Well, he's not a guy to lean on. No, and I, I just I, even, I worry. Sure what else they have? Mike Warren. I, I don't know. Did they, did they drop him? I have no idea. I worry about Sanders only because I think his usage rate is going to be really high. Yeah. when he's in the field and I worry if, if there is a nagging type soft tissue thing, like a hamstring, mm-hmm. he might not be right for a while. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's why, like I said a bit earlier, um, that I don't know what their schedule is exactly, but they very well could come out not looking so great and, yeah, and they maybe, could maybe stri- string, string together some wins later in the season and, you know, make a run for a wild card, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, Who knows? They always seem to kind of overachieve anyway, despite the injuries. Yeah, 
I uh, I hate the Eagles, man. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> just uh, I don't have that hatred sure, like you do, like but but I but I get it. No, I mean it's fine. It. Whatever, man. It's <laughs> you always have those teams you just hate, and that's fine. That's okay. And they are one of those teams for yeah. sure. Um. So, I guess the other thing here is how good is Dallas going to be? Because it sure sounds like there's massive question marks around the other three teams in the East. So it seems. Yeah. I think it feels like a runaway division win for them. To be honest. Sure. Uh, sure seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Nice crack. Good yeah, crack. Had to do it. All right. So the Cowboys. Uh, how about them Cowboys? They, um, I'll tell you, they made a lot of good moves, it seems. They did, yeah. It really does. I mean, like, there's there's some of the head scratchers, in my opinion, like letting Byron Jones go. Sure. Um, I thought was kind of a head scratcher. And um, signing and then releasing HaHa Clinton Dix, I thought was a little interesting. Sure. Yeah. What was that uh, all about? He, uh, he, he, he made camp. Yeah, he must have. Um, but then they go and they they essentially bring in two high reward, low risk pass rushers and Everson Griffin and Aldon Smith. Yeah. Um, Dontari Poe in the middle of the, the line, which will replace Gerald McCoy, who got immediately got hurt like first yeah. day of camp. Big bummer. Um, and then their draft, man, their draft. It's this a great team. Draft. This team just knows how to draft. Sure. They, uh, I mean, they already have a fantastic offensive line Mm -hmm. and they already have, you know, a lot of skilled offensive players, guys like Dak, guys like Ezekiel Elliott, guys like Amari Cooper and the ad CD lamb who just falls into their lap at seven. I think it's probably the best receiver in this class. He might be. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I I think it's gonna be hard for him to carve out a big role, just because there's not that many targets to go around in Dallas. Yeah, because I think I mean Cooper's Cooper and and Gallup are gonna get theirs. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think he's gonna be electric when he does touch the ball. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like Trayvon Diggs, who they got in the second round. I love um the center they got from Wisconsin in the fourth round, Tyler Biades. Okay. Yeah. Um, who is I mean he's a I, he was one of my favorite interior linemen in the whole draft, and he, of course, he falls to the Cowboys uh, late. Yeah, so they they're they're positioned to be an easy double digit win team. Yeah, and I don't feel like that is too much of a stretch, uh, given that they have to play Philly twice, Washington twice, the Giants twice. That that sure. should, yeah. in theory, be six wins. It won't because one of those teams will jump up and bite them. Yeah, or a couple of those teams will jump up and bite them. But you know, sure. yeah. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about Dallas, except they're going to be good. No, they are going to be good. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. What is there to say much about their team? Um, I, I mean, their receivers are great. Their running backs. Great. Um, they're going to make a lot of, a lot of waves in the NFL this year. I think they're a super talented team. Uh, and I hate Dallas. So it's, it's just like you hate Philly. I hate Dallas. Um, but, but I, but I find it hard to hate their team because there's not really on there not really a player on there i really hate i like Dak prescott i like i like elliot to an extent i guess he's kind of weird but uh i like the receivers like i if it wasn't dallas i would i would like this team i would like like the team they build yeah i um i have a hard time liking dallas yeah so i get it sure. i totally get it um i'm i'd have nothing else to say about the nfc east honestly. no i think that's I'm, it we spent quite enough time on the NFC East. It's more than we needed to. Um, <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about the the sure arguably the the most competitive division in football. Yeah, man, this is a this is a fun division. So the uh, the NFC West featuring my favorite team, mm-hmm. um, who I do not have last. So no, uh, no who do you not. who do you have last? I think we must have the same team, but maybe I'm wrong. I have Arizona last. Yeah, and I think it's close. Yeah. Possibly. So possibly. I think I I really do think that all four of these teams are going to be separated by a couple games at most. Sure. Um, and those division games are going to be fun. They're going to be rough. Yeah, they're going to be rough. They're, they're going to be, be rough, big. Yeah. They're going to be fun. There's going to be a lot at stake. So let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals because I think they're making some positive moves. Definitely. For the most part, I think that they... Um, it's. I'm not a Kenyan Drake guy. Let's just yeah. we'll put that out there. Okay. I, I okay. think he's I think he's severely overrated. He might be. Um, I think he had a good little run last year. Sure. For a, a part of the season, and I, I don't I, I don't think he's the best running back on the roster. Who's that? Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is the best. I, so. I think he's a I think he's a better running back on every facet of the game. Okay. I do, um, and I think that he'll end up leading the team in in pretty much every you know out of the running back core. I think he'll be the guy. Yeah. At some point this season, um, I, they somehow, well, I shouldn't say somehow because they traded with the Texans. They got DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for a second, nothing. for a second round pick. Yeah. And, and they just got him, gave him a big contract, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, insane, insane what they got for him. I'm, for I am curious. I, I'm very curious to see what his production, his line looks like this year. Yeah. Because so I don't. Weapons. Well, there's, there's more weapons, and I think that Kyler Murray is a, a significantly worse quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but at the same time, Hopkins was super. Uh, Hopkins was very productive with a lot of crappy quarterbacks yeah. throughout his career. I mean, I mean, yeah. n- name the quarterbacks that who who were throwing to DeAndre Hopkins before Deshaun Watson, and I mean, I mean, you know, uh... Tom Savage. I can think of <laughs> how dare you how dare you sir tom right? savage I mean, uh, you know friend of the podcast tom savage not really no uh, <laughs> i don't know what the guy's doing now I mean, I guess he's fitzpatrick not playing football is, no fitzpatrick at some point was thrown to him case keenum uh it's not not good so I, i'm not worried about kyler murray Kyle, Kyle, kyler murray is better than over half the quarterbacks that were throwing to deandre hopkins through most of his career brian hoyer ryan mallett I mean, come on, TJ Yates, Brandon. You forgot Brock Eisweiler. Brock Eisweiler, yeah, <laughs> garbage, bunch of garbage. He, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, I, I I would be more worried about, I guess, Christian Kirk and Fitzgerald taking taking more uh, uh, no, passes than Drake. I'm but not. but at the same time, like, are they really that much? I mean, Fitzgerald is still a great receiver, but I mean, he's he's way past his prime at this point. Um, so I mean, is it that different than Hopkins and Will Fuller and you know? Yeah, only because be only because Will Fuller doesn't play. Sure, fair. I mean Will Fuller plays you know five games a season. Yeah, I think he plays, he plays really well in those five games. It's just it's only five I've, games. I've been shocked by, about what about um what people think Hopkins will do and how how they think he's going to have a huge drop off because I just don't I don't understand why exactly. <laughs> I think this team is gonna have to throw the ball a lot sure. um yeah. because I mean, Kenny I just not like a between the tackles runner he's he's a 
pass catching back and kind of a right. I mean, I I don't know what Kenyon Drake is to be honest with you. He's he's a waste of money in my opinion because he he was really productive last year with Arizona. I mean, you can't he judge was. a man so based so on Chase Adam Edmonds. Gates's whims. That's right? a that's a I mean. Uh, if you put it that way, then you're right. I mean, <laughs> right? I, mean, I think people in Miami have been talking about Kenyon Drake for a long time. Like, free Kenyon Drake. Let him play. Let him give him the snaps. And, like, Adam Gase always just kind of gave him, like, a third of the running back snaps. Always, you know, I, even, like, was that last year when they were, it wasn't Gase, but uh, Balaj was getting a bunch of run. I mean, like, what? That guy was horrible. Yeah. I don't well, know. Miami also, I, not, was, they I'm were not, actively trying not to win last that's year. That's true. That's true. And they, not, once on. they got rid of Drake, they started winning games, which true. I mean, which I'm is, not, I, don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's Kenyon Drake's no, fault. No, definitely not. But it was just a coincidence for sure. I'm not sold um, on Drake and I'm not, but I'm not as down on him as you are. I, I mean, he, he no. was productive in the last, when he went to Arizona last year. So there's, absolutely, there, there's, there's no reason to think that he, there isn't a chance that he won't be like that Kenyon Drake this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy it. But he might I mean, he might I be it. I just don't I don't see I think Chase Edmonds looked better than Drake did last year and Chase Edmonds just got pulled for no reason when sure. they went and got Drake. So I'm not really sure I mean if Kenyon Drake performs halfway decent this year are they going to pay him? They might, I don't know. Cuz that's a that's a big mistake. I think so too. Um, I mean yeah. you only you only in my opinion you only pay a running back if a running back is in that conversation of being elite. Sure. Yeah. Um you know, Joe Mixon just got his new contract, and I would say Joe Mixon's on that that in that conversation. Like he's in he, the conversation. You could, I, I, I can justify paying. Healthy. Yeah, no, I, I can justify paying him. I can't I justify paying Kenyon Drake for four good games. Totally agree. Um, Between those two, I totally agree. They also got one of the more intriguing players in the draft, and Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, and it sounds like they're gonna start him off right. I mean. I guess this is more of me talking fantasy, but like, you know, IDP fantasy. It sounds like they're going to start him right off at uh, in, at the linebacker position somewhere mm-hmm. in there um, just just to get him acclimated to the rest of the defense. But he's definitely a guy that, that I'm sure at some point they'll move around everywhere and because he's, he's just so that good. Yeah, he reminds me of a bigger, uh, a bigger, stronger honey badger. Sure, yeah. Because um, he's, he's, I mean, he really is kind of like that, that defensive slash player where he can yeah. line up. He can be outside and rush the passer. He can be inside and pass coverage. He can be up yeah. in the box as a safety. He can be back in pass coverage. Um, not quite as, as quick as a corner, but he's not too far off. Yeah. Um, he's he, he's going to be trouble, I think. Mm-hmm. And he he reminds me a lot. I mean, they, they drafted Honey Badger, so he reminds me a lot of how yeah. they were using him. And uh, to a certain extent, he reminds me a little bit of Buda Baker, who they already sure. have. And that, that's a, it's a really fast defense they have. Buda Baker, Simmons, Jordan Hicks, Campbell's there. Um it's not the perfect defense, but it's a there, there's some pieces there that no, are kind of. We still have Chandler and, Jones. And they, they still have Chandler Jones, sure. Still have Patrick um, Peterson, I believe. They do, yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, I, you worry a little bit. Are they going to get to the quarterback? I don't see a ton of rushers. No. A ton of ton of guy ton of guys getting to the quarterback on their team right now, and that might be a big piece they're missing. Well, I, I mean, think you maybe have next year. That's something they focus on. Yeah, you have, you have. I mean, two two teams in that that division the rams and the 49ers have pretty good offensive lines the seahawks mm-hmm. don't but the seahawks don't need a good offensive line because yeah. russell wilson just is some for some reason mm-hmm. can't be sacked he's so good at getting away he's from it, it's, it's he's insane. almost better it's, he's almost better when he's when he's uh i don't yeah, know i'm sure there's i'm sure there's stats on that but i'm but i think he i'm sure that he's he's even better when he's yeah on the i agree i think i think arizona projects to me as like a seven win team 
Sure. And I think that's, um, that's, that's good though. I think that that's progress for them. And I think it's pro- maybe, yeah, it's maybe, progress. maybe down the I line, think... they're going to be, they're going to jump the Rams possibly. And they might be in the conversation for a, a wild card spot in that league, in that division at some point. Yeah. Some people really think they're going to be good this year. And I, I just, I hope they're not buying into that hype because I, I don't they're not see it. Yeah. They're going to get, um, they're going to lose the most games out of any team in that division. I mean, as in like uh, divisional games, they're, they're, they're yeah. going to, they're, they'll pull one or two off. It'll look good, but they're not going to. Uh, yeah. So, how how do you feel about the Rams? Uh, I feel like the Rams uh, <clears throat> continually overachieve, and yet they underachieve. If that makes any sense, it probably doesn't. It, they, they're always so... they're always talked about like the the Rams are so good, and they have a lot of talent, but then they don't look great. But somehow they eke out nine, ten wins, whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they won. They won nine games last year, right? Nine they or ten? Nine and seven last year. Nine yeah. and seven last year, and I, it sure felt like they were like seven and nine. Right, that's what I'm saying. But they had the talent to be it. But they have the talent to be a team that's that wins 10, 11, 12 games possibly. Um, I think. Well, maybe not the talent, but they. Eh, I don't know. It's, it's funny. A, it's a tough so, roster, man. When when Weird. teams are featured on Hard Knocks, I tend to kind of fall in love with the team a little bit. Sure, like the Chargers. Um, well, yeah, well, that's I was that's I was gonna get in that is like the, when the Texans were on Hard Knocks, I kind of fell in love with the Texans. Yeah, that season, like even Bill O'Brien, I was like, he's a good guy. You yeah, know? he seemed fine. We're a horrible coach. Don't tell me he you shouldn't be running with, a team uh, with the Rams when Jeff Fisher was there. Oh no, no, but okay. I thought it was really, I thought it was interesting. Was super interesting. <laughs> it was super interesting because of the, all the you know the crazy people they had on the on the roster at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like even even the Raiders when the Raiders run, it was just like you know what, like I'm I'm with you. I'm knocking on wood with you, John. I agree. Like I'm, yeah, I'm here. You know, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, this year with the two teams, like I found myself loving the Chargers and hating every time they showed the Rams. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the they they felt very unlikable. Yeah, and I just I can't stand Sean McVay. Yeah, he's kind of obnoxious. He feels he feels to me from watching Hard Knocks, and again, like you, you only see what they let you see. Mm-hmm. But God, it sure like when Gruden starts talking all of his 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 bullshit, uh, you be, you believe it. Yeah, and you're like, man, like John Gruden really loves football. I think he does, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like John yeah. Gruden, just like yeah. football is life for sure. him. Yeah, and like McVeigh, it's like he's trying to be John Gruden. Yeah, yeah. But he's like this little twerp trying to be sure. John Gruden, and it's that's, like, dude, shut up. Yeah, exactly. That's why a few episodes back, I, I, I think I likened him to John Gruden light. He just seems he, he, he kind of yeah. even has the same like voice inflection as John Gruden. Like he's yeah. somehow, uh, I don't know if he was mentored by him at all, but, he, but he's kind of. Uh, glommed onto him in some way but he's i love he's, so he I'll, like I'll John light. <laughs> oh, when, whenever mcveigh on hard knock says good shit good shit good shit i love it yeah i love it that yeah, makes I, me that makes me I happy i don't hate him as much as you because he doesn't seem like a dick like watching him coach he like he's, he he legitimately seems like he cares about his players and his players seem to care about him uh yeah, he's a player's coach. coach but at the same time he kind of just seems like a little twerp sure he's a player's he's coach kind of and yeah generally speaking players coaches are not as successful in the nfl mm-hmm. yeah generally speaking there there's exceptions to the rules but usually the most successful coaches you know historically guys like belichick guys like um parcells it really depends on uh, the team you have i think it does depend on the team you have but like those guys were th- those guys were not players coaches like, uh, I mean, Bill Walsh wasn't uh, yeah. for the Niners, wasn't a player's coach. He was, he was yeah. an X's and O's guy. Sure. And McVay is trying to toe the line between the two. And I just don't, I don't think you can do it. 
I think you, well, you don't think you can toe the line? Because I, I, I mean, Bel- Belichick has obviously had amazing success, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, We're going to find out how good Belichick is this year. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like he, he, it seems like lately he's kind of been burning some bridges with his players. Obviously, obviously with Brady, it seems like he has, and with Gronk for sure. Um, and, and that's kind of not a great thing, but I, I can't, <laughs> I can't argue with the success that he's had. So it's like, I think, I think maybe he's just so good at his X's and O's that, uh, that that other part of it maybe doesn't um, affect as much, but it seems like maybe it will. Anyway, we don't need to talk about how do you but. how do you feel about Cam Akers? I like Cam Akers a lot. I, I'm he's one of my favorite running backs in this class. Um, do, you think do you think he's the best running back on the on the Rams roster? Probably. Are you surprised that they're going to start Malcolm Brown week one? No, no, I'm not surprised. Only because it's. There's no preseason and and everything's been shortened. And Malcolm Brown has been there for geez, I don't know, three years now. He's mm-hmm. been there for a while, so he knows what's going on. He knows, and he's system. performed. He's actually he's performed, performed well. pretty well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's pretty much between him and Acres now because I think Henderson has been hurt and he might come back at some point and do something. Yeah. But I don't know if I, he's really. Um, I don't know if he's really going to be anything. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point cam Akers comes on later in the year just like maybe a lot of rookies a lot of rookie running backs also um yeah and 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 spells brown a bit and it's more of a running back by committee thing and maybe Akers even even gets a little more on that uh i think it's a i think it's a committee this for day one and probably sure. through the most of the year honestly sure. yeah, I, I like probably. Akers a lot i don't I think just, he's ready yet though it, it gets that that conversation we had a few weeks back about bell cow running backs versus committee and how there's so few guys who are bell cows in yeah. this league and how you have to have a stable of running backs to be successful, given all sure. the injuries and, and uncertainty around COVID and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, it puts teams that like Indianapolis, who have Mac and Taylor, in a really advantageous spot this year. Mm-hmm. And it will only have Hines and and uh, Jordan Wilkins, who's I yeah. mean, he's actually a pretty the, good running back too. He's like the like the best fourth string running back in the league. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I think the, they're the going to love to have him right now. This is the, uh, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> the Rams are going to play the hot hand. And I think sure. realistically, yeah, and this is kind of going back to what McVay was doing last year and even late the year before is that they're going to throw the ball a ton, mm-hmm. a ton. They might end up throwing the ball more than any other team. Yeah. Um, which if you play fantasy, that's why I think Jared Goff is a huge value mm-hmm. late yeah. in drafts and redrafts. And I think, I think a lot of weapons, uh, I mean, Woods and Cup, arguably, you can make the argument either one of them is a receiver one. Yeah. So having two guys, I I know you like Van Jefferson. I like Van Jefferson. Um, it seems like he's. I it seems like he's had an amazing camp. I know. Again, what does that mean exactly? But I I think I think he's more talented than Josh Reynolds, who's who's probably the guy that's going to come yeah. out and maybe get the snaps at first. But I think I think Van Jefferson will probably uh, push his way into that 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 outside spot. Well, Cups in the slot, and Reynolds won't will be the fourth receiver. And then obviously, you're going to see both Higby and Everett with a lot of playing time, a lot of snaps. Well, that was my next question. My next question is: Do you think because Everett was the guy? He was the guy, and he got hurt last year. And then Higby all of a sudden was the guy, and people are people are going crazy about Higby. Like, do you think do you think that's sustainable, or do you think that that I don't know? I mean, Everett's the guy. They they signed Higby to the to what three four year contract mm-hmm. uh and everett's a free agent um and they drafted a talented tight end bryson hopkins i believe his name um i, I i'd have to think that they're probably gonna play both higby and everett 
Everett is is super athletic, much more so than Higby. But I mean, you can't deny what Higby did and and the trust that Goff had in him uh, yeah. once Everett went down. And Higby produced like crazy. I mean, he was yeah. he was really good that last half of the year. I mean, yeah, I mean you did. look at his. I mean, if we're talking fancy wise, you look at his stats and. Um, he, I, I don't know exactly where he ranked with all the, well with the other tight ends, but I mean he was he was super uh, productive. <clears throat> so I I don't know what's gonna. I, I would guess that Goff would probably lean on Higby towards the start, but I I can't I can't imagine Everett's not going to be in the conversation at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I um. I I, I don't know what to think of this team. To be honest yeah, they have a lot of weapons. I think they're going to put up points. Uh, they're going to win win some games, but they're not perfect. They, um, I mean, they have the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. And they have arguably the best, one of the best, maybe not the best. Yeah. Uh, you know, secondary guy in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then they have nothing in the middle. Yeah. The, there's no cream in their Oreo, is the way sure. I like to put it. There's there's mm-hmm. there's you know front and a back end that are very solid, and then nothing in the middle. Yeah. Um, letting Corey Littleton go, I think, was a really stupid move. Um, yeah, sure. Only because he was he was the one linebacker on that team that produced. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't even know what. Again, I'm I'm thinking more fancy, but IDP wise, like what you're even looking at for linebacker. I, I think no they're idea. just going to move a bunch of guys around. You can see Tyler Rat playing like a lot of linebacker ish kind of spots, and and John Johnson's going to switch mm-hmm. over, and I don't know who else they have at safety, but um. Yeah, they're going to rely on they're going to rely on Rap and Johnson to to do sure. a lot of tackling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, which I mean they can do. They they both are you know pretty efficient tacklers. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't I don't see them getting more than nine wins, and that's a. That's I think a they'll be about the same. I think it'll be they'll be nine seven or so, maybe eight and eight. But All yeah, right. who do you, who I, do you, I agree. Who do you got second? Oh man, I went back and forth, but I ultimately went with. I should have just not done this because I we should have had an argument about it. But I ultimately picked Seattle as number as as second. I did too, and the the big reason is in uh, with Seattle is that I just don't I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to to sustain. And I think that mm-hmm. defense was more porous than people thought. Yeah, people realized they got some big gains though, some Last big year. hits. Uh, I mean, they got one big hit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Jamal Adams, well, they got they got one. Him, it cost them the entire future. True. Him, uh, which is it's a lot to pay for a safety. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, safety wasn't really their their issue last They're year. Huge. Yeah, that's um, true. It's another any, team that can't really get you, to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's they can't, and they they I mean they, they to their moves like Jamal Adams, which cost them a million draft picks. Um, that was like two first, right? Yep. And uh, McDo- uh, Bradley and McDougal, yeah, McDougal. They, they, I mean, obviously, they're you know, they have no use for McDougal that they're gonna, no, of course not. Yeah, him. that's the throw in, sure. Uh, they signed Philip Dorsett to play receiver, okay, mm-hmm. he's fine, yeah, doesn't do anything for me, so yeah, uh, but they already have Lockett and Metcalf, and those, and obviously, Lockett is Lockett's very underrated, I think, still. I think he's a very, mm-hmm. very good receiver, and Metcalf really showed last year, and uh, if he keep if he continues staying healthy like he did last year uh, he's gonna improve and he's gonna he's gonna be a really good number one type receiver i think at some point i worry about the running backs because chris carson is just the guy doesn't stay healthy either he's and, so and then, good when he's on the field he's, he's so, so good so when he's on the good. field he, he just he just gets so banged up though that that i mean after that i don't i don't think rashad penny's ready for quite a while um carlos hyde carlos hyde yeah i mean 
Yeah. The, I mean, the every, time, every time we think Carlos Hyde is dead. I will say this about Chris Carson. <laughs> Throw this out really quick. He played 15 games last year out of 16. Yeah. And the year yeah. before that, he played 14. So that really was the first year he, he got hurt real quick. And I think he's kind of been nicked up here and there. But that's not that crazy. Well, that's not it's, that bad. It's, it's the severity of the injuries. Sure. Yeah. And that's the problem is that they were getting ready for the playoffs. And then he hurt yeah, his hip. That's true. Yeah, that's right. The hip's not great. Um, but I, so good, I, man. everything I read was that he's healthy. Yeah. And he's ready to go. And and for once, this team actually has a legit yeah. guy who can take the reins. Sure. Um, I mean, Carlos Hyde looked fantastic last year for Houston. And he was at least playable, not good by any stretch, but at least playable the year before until mm-hmm. Cleveland handed the keys to Nick Chubb. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot worse they, they also, could have. They also drafted DJ, DJ Dallas, who uh, I yeah. don't know, maybe fourth rounder, fifth rounder, but it seems like they really like him. And, and, and I can't really knock on late round running back Seattle drafts because they draft they late do. round they draft late round running backs better than they draft first round running backs apparently. So I'll tell you well, the big head scratcher for me with Seattle was was going out and paying Greg Olson. Yeah, pretty weird because they don't use tight ends at all really. Well they do. And they already and the thing is they do use tight I guess ends. But they, they already have Will ends. Disley and Hollister came on last year and, and played really well. And so they, they drafted put, they put a second wide, round right? yeah they put a second round tender on Hollister yeah. to make mm-hmm. sure no one would take him yeah. off their hands. So you're you're obviously invested in keeping Hollister. Disley, I still think Disley's the starter. If he's healthy, mm-hmm. Disley's the guy because because sure. he's a better blocker than maybe, those guys. Maybe Olson, maybe Olson is there and getting paid just to be a mentor, mentor, and a guy who, who will come out and give you some uh, some spot snaps that are really I uh, valuable. I have no idea. Yeah, I, honestly, I have no idea. I I, I guess the, the biggest thing for me on this is if if Greg Olson still wants to play football and not just be a mentor, then why wouldn't he have just waited to see what happened with cam? Sure. Yeah. And then go with cam because like I, cam obviously trusts him. Yeah. And the Patriots last I checked, don't have a single decent tight end on their roster. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great position for him to just yeah. slide right in. Well, uh, Olson instead, seemed to be uh, more popular than Cam was in the offseason, so that probably had something <laughs> to do with it. I'm sure Olson Olson had people uh, had, had him, you know, look at him yeah, right off the bat, and, yeah. and Cam didn't. So that yeah, probably had something to do with it. There's a lot of reasons for that. So. Of course, there are. Yeah, we, we don't need to dive into that. But we won't dive into. We that, all know what yeah. they are. At least most of us do. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think Seattle's gonna be really good. Oh, of course. Yeah, and every, I, I remember every last year. Uh, looking at Seattle's team and thinking, ah, oh, they look awful this year. I think they're, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And of course they come out and, and, and play really well. And they're a strong team. So I think they're stronger this year than they were last year coming into the season. So I think they're going to be just as good, if not a little bit better. They're going to do the same thing that Seattle does every year. And that's going to play to the level of their competition. So yeah. they're going to, they're going to get beat once or twice, maybe three times by teams that have no business beating them. Sure. Cause that's what they do. And then yeah. they'll come out and they're going to like slap Dallas in the mouth and beat them hard. Yeah. You know, it's just, sure. it's just what they do. Yeah. They're, it's going to be an up and down season. They're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be dangerous mm-hmm. as they always are. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to my Niners. Yeah. Um, who I got to tell you, I'm not real optimistic about right now. No. Because of all the, all injuries. the injuries. Yeah. They worry me. They worry me badly. So yeah. there's, there's some right, optimistic right, things, so. optimistic things. Oh, what? Sorry, the lights, the lights flickered. Sorry, oh God. I was like, "Oh God, lights are going out." This is it, <laughs> right at the end. Anyway, sorry. 
<laughs> oh my god oh my god um sorry go ahead no it's fine <laughs> wind, were... wind apocalypse over here yes yeah uh so the, the only thing i can say about the niners that that hasn't really been said is that at least it seems like some of these soft tissue injuries aren't going to be long mm-hmm. um in theory uh in theory, yeah. in theory debo wasn't put on ir which means debo could play this weekend yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds like he's to. running a bunch, and and he might yeah. be ready for week one if they want to. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, also, yeah. also might be playing. Yeah, um, don't know how I feel about. I'm excited about him though. I'm excited. I just don't want. Yeah. I, I know you weren't. Hamstrings know, are rough, man. Yeah, I know you weren't a fan. You weren't a fan before the draft, and I came around. I came. And, around. and when they drafted him, you were like, I don't know. I like it, but I don't know. But I don't know. I think he's pretty good. I think he's going to be all right. My uh, my That's, biggest and thing, that, that could be a very dangerous one-two punch, Debo and 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 Ayuk, so along I'm, with Kittle. That's that that's a lot of firepower. The the thing about Ayuk that that like worried me going into the draft before the Niners drafted him is that he's he's not good at creating space. Sure, he's good at operating in space, mm-hmm. and then he gets drafted yeah. by San Francisco, and it's like, well, God, I don't know if there's a better position he could have fallen into than yeah. than. The Niners, because that's all Kyle Shanahan does, is get guys in space. It's really similar to the, the same idea as what Chip Kelly did, just a much different tempo and sure. mindset to it. Is that I'm going to isolate a guy, and my guy is going to beat your guy. Mm-hmm. That's the entire offense. Period. That's yeah. that's it. It's just my guy is going to beat your guy, and that's yeah. how we're going to win the game. It's not going to be running trick plays and weird zones and and these like gimmicks that people think that Chip Kelly ran or that Shanahan runs. Mm-hmm. It's just isolating a player just doing it in creative ways it's it's really actually it's really similar to what sean mcbay does sure um so they have guys who are electric in space kittle debo uh kevin white (laughs) dude i am i am excited that kevin white is in the practice squad practice is he on the practice squad he is yeah oh yeah there he is yeah um because first off like why not right I want the guy to be successful. Like I hate seeing guys just yeah. get crapped on, you know? And like, yeah. really like, I wonder if Kevin white would have been a, a decent player. Had he not immediately had shoulder issues. Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah. I don't Possible. think he would have, I don't think he would have, but like, I wonder, like Probably you don't usually than, draft uh, a guy well. top 10. You don't usually draft a guy top 10 unless they, you know, have something there. Sure. Yeah. Right. From a skill mm-hmm. position set, at least. Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, yeah. they have and and they have guys that can step up. I mean, possibly Pettis will step up. James Bourne and and even Trent Taylor is kind of a is kind of an intriguing receiver. I love Trent and, Taylor, and they they seem to have loved him last year before he got yeah. hurt and, lo- and was I, lost. I season. love Trent Taylor, and I love um, I love Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Um. All all the guy does is catch touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He yeah. gets no credit whatsoever. Yeah. Forgotten. Um. Uh, Richie James and and Dante Pettis to me are are just they're special teams guys. Yeah, they're. Fair. I mean, I honestly like if if I were running the Niners, R- Richie James is returning every kick mm-hmm. and Pettis is returning every punt, and that's yeah. about that's all they see. Gonna do, yeah, because I don't I I don't trust them being able to learn and run the offense. Sure. Yeah. Um, they still have their three headed uh, backfield. Yep. It's just the three headed backfield now is. No Matt Breida and enter Jerick McKinnon, mm-hmm. who's McKinnon, supposed Mostert, to. Sub, sub, what was that? I just said the name. I said uh, McKinnon, Mostert, and Coleman are yeah. the three guys. Yeah, yeah. I think With Jeff I think Wilson Mc... possibly just you know taking those goal line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With Jeff Wilson having the random three touchdown game. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and screwing fantasy owners everywhere. Screwing them unless you're playing best ball. Because if you have Jeff Wilson in best ball and you get that three touchdown game, you're you're flying high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's very true. Those are the kind of guys you wanted to snag that's in the true. last round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the fantasy expertise from a guy who I don't even know if he plays best ball. I play, play one. I play in one best ball league right now. Uh, drafted this year, so we'll see Hell how yeah. it goes. And I'm actually super excited. I'm looking at my team. I'm like, I'm super excited about this team. I think I'm good. Did you get Jeff Wilson? I didn't, but I got oh. like, I didn't, but I got like, uh, yeah, I don't know, but, but I got some guys. I'm good. That was a fair question. I mean, it was a good yeah. No, it was, um, it was. They got Trent Williams to play left tackle, which I think is a massive, massive get for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Weston Richburg starts the season on the pup list, um, which, which hurts them a little bit. Um, not having him in the middle, mm-hmm. but this team's electric. They traded DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Um, to essentially draft Javon Kinlaw. Um, Kinlaw's raw. If you're a Niners fan and you're expecting Javon Kinlaw to come out and get 10 sacks this year, you're 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 setting the bar way too high. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to happen. It, Kinlaw's going to take some time to get there. And sure. this team has got a very he's super young, talented though. He's very talented, and I think he's going to be really really good. It's just it's going to take some time to get there. And the Niners' strength, for once on defense is not going to be that defensive line necessarily. Yeah. Um, even though I think Eric Armstead is criminally underrated still, even though he got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is. I like, I like, I, I, I like Nick Bosa, obviously I like D yeah. Ford when he's healthy. So there's, there's good pieces there. Yeah. And the, they're going to uh, get hopefully uh, a 100% healthy Quan Alexander, who was a super good linebacker. Well, there's um, your strength. There's yeah. your strength is they have three, they have two all pro linebackers and one who I don't think is that far off in mm-hmm. Dre Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they have three really, really good linebackers who can do it all. Yeah. They can rush the passer, they can stop the run, they can cover receivers. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a it's a you know, it, it's it's a rich position for yeah. the Niners. Um But you they know also, they also have Oregon Duck legend Dion Jordan on the practice squad. Do they really? All right. <laughs> they do. They do. Exciting. Exciting. Along with, uh, you know, Tavon Austin, I think, is on the practice. Yeah. They have, they have some weird guys on so. the team. I think he might be hurt, but yeah. Um, I'll tell you that the guy who we haven't talked about on this pod, um, who I think might end up being a game, like an actual like game changer for the Niners yeah. this year is Jordan Reed. Possible. I really possible. think, I really, really think he's, not gonna, if, he, he might have he might to be, be s- the guy. Sure, exactly. I was gonna say that he might be uh, super successful and 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 when he plays because he's not gonna be the guy who's getting a bunch of snaps. So he might be in there with some two tight end sets and 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 teams won't be thinking of it because and and uh, we'll be focused on you know Debo and and Ayuk and uh, and uh, obviously Kittle and you know he he could he could get some he could get some good run. If you look back to Jordan Reed's his career year by year. The years that he was successful in the NFL and people were saying he's a freak athlete and he can do all these things and he's he's incredible. They were all at Washington when Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why, why Cal Shanahan went out and got him Yeah, to be the second tight end here. Jordan Reed is every bit as athletic as he always has been. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's concussions have been yeah, the issue. Yeah, that's super it's not, scary. It's not knees, it's not ankles, it's not feet, it's yeah. concussions. So as I long just... as as long as he's not leading with his head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so I mean? sad about this though, because I look at his career and he's played six seasons so far. Yeah. And he's 
he's got he's played 14 games. That's the highest total. After that's 12, 11, 6, mm-hmm. 9, 13. I mean, it's and then he didn't play last year at all. Um so yeah, you're right. Super talented. Um and he'll he'll get some run. He won't get as much run as he has gotten, but it, it makes me a little sad that the guy has has concussed so much and and it's 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 a thing that when he gets one or even two uh, and, and then he might be done for like the season. I mean, that, that that's yeah. super sad, but, but you're right. He's, he's very, very talented. Um, very low risk. Again, they, very they, low signed, risk. Him for, they signed him for pennies sure. in the dollar. Yeah. And yep. the, I mean, that's I, right. you know, me being a Niners fan, I read the Niners blogs and all that stuff. And I try not to take too much, uh, you know, salt in what they're saying. But like yeah. one of the things that Niners fans have been clamoring for is an outside, you know, red zone threat, a guy yeah. who can just go up and get it. Mm-hmm. Jordan yeah, Reed, that right. guy. Like I think Jalen Hurd was gonna, he's a yeah. big guy, right? But then he got, yeah. he, he got Jalen Hurd was that guy. Jalen Hurd yeah. was gonna be a problem this year. I think so, yeah. Because they were they were gonna Bummer. run a lot of they were gonna run a lot of sets with Debo, Ayuk, and and Hurd. Yeah. And those three guys coming down the field are unguardable. They're uncoverable because they can they can all go up, they can all go around you, they can all get in space, and if they get the ball in space, yeah. they're gone. Yeah, and you're not even mentioning Kittle, the probably the most, <laughs> the most, the most uh, electric player on the on the offense right now. I mean, probably the I, most dangerous player on the offense. So the reason I want Jordan Reed to be so good this year and to be healthy is because I need someone to take the pressure off of Kittle because mm-hmm. Kittle is getting banged up a lot. That's true. Yeah, because he's the focal point and he's he's out there all the time. Yeah. So. Um, I like the Niners. I think the Niners are one of those teams that can break the Super Bowl curse of the losing team falling yeah. out of the playoffs, which has mm-hmm. happened the last you know four or five years in the NFC. Yeah, um, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division, and I think they are a threat to win the NFC again. Very true. Very could, very well could be. Yeah, if, if they're healthy, if if they're healthy, they are the best team in my opinion in yeah. the NFC. Yeah, it's a big if. So realistically, I think it's them in New Orleans. Sure. Yeah. So um, real quick before we uh, we wrap it up, since we're done with our division previews, let's just really quickly, who do you have in the Super Bowl? In the Super Bowl? That's tough. I actually kind of listed out my teams and, and what I picked. I couldn't oh, remember. Okay. I couldn't so remember if I couldn't remember if I actually picked Green Bay or Minnesota because I was going so much so back and forth. I'd I'd have to go back and listen to it. Well, <laughs> yeah, we remember. spaced it out over so long too. Sure. Unfortunately, that okay. So let's 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 do this. Let's try to pick pick the let's pick the division winners sure. quickly, and the wild cards quickly, and then yeah. let's just try to figure out who it is. So okay. uh, let's go NFC first. We both have Dallas, so they're yep. in. Right. We both have San Francisco. Okay. They're in. I think we both have New Orleans there. That's right. Yep. Um, I had Green Bay winning the North. I may have picked Minnesota. I don't remember. Okay. I think I did. So I'm just okay. I'm just gonna say Minnesota. Okay. So then you have two wild cards. I have My, Seattle. Yeah. My, I have Seattle as well, and I have Tampa Bay. And I have Tampa Bay. So that yeah. means I'm 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 getting rid of Green Bay or getting rid of Minnesota, which yep. is which is fine. I have San Francisco coming out of the NFC. I'm gonna say Tampa Bay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I actually. I mean, I, I. As much as it would break my heart as a Niners fan not seeing him get there, I, I would kind of want to see Tampa Bay yeah. just go through people this year. Sure. Yeah. Uh, AFC. Let's do it really fast. So we had. Uh, we both had Kansas City win in the West. Yeah. Buffalo. Uh, we both had Buffalo win in the East. I think we both had. Um, Baltimore winning the North. Yeah, we did. 
and the South, I had Tennessee. I think I picked in Indiana. Yeah, the Colts. I think you did. You did pick the Colts. And then the wild card teams. Tennessee for me and uh, Pittsburgh. I had had Pittsburgh, and I don't remember who my other wild card was going to be. Crap. So, I mean, you got got Colts, you got Houston. I think you had Houston second in the South. I did. Chargers, Raiders, Pats aren't going to do it. Cleveland, you're not going to pick Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know who you're picking, man. I think the Patriots. You think the Patriots? Okay. Yeah, I think Fair. the Patriots make a wild card. Fair. So who's who's going in the in the in the AFC for you? Uh, in the AFC for me? Yeah, to the Super Bowl because I mean that's what we're doing here, right? I know. I'm just trying to think. I'm gonna go Baltimore. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing to be honest. Baltimore myself as well. So, so I, I got think... I got Baltimore. Tampa. You Bay got Baltimore, Tampa. I got Baltimore, San Francisco, which is a rematch of the the. The the Harbaugh Bowl, yeah, as they called yeah. it, uh, quite a few years ago. I'm gonna That's go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, straight on Homer pick. I'm gonna go with the Niners, um, just because I can't see a team being the modern day Buffalo Bills and losing sure. multiple Super Bowls back to back. I think Baltimore has this. I'm picking Baltimore. Yeah, I uh, I would I wouldn't doubt it. I think that there's. It's gonna be fun though. And, this and, is the this know. is the first season. I feel like there's not a team that just like yeah that's that's the team. Yeah, I agree. Like last year, I think and everyone kind of, I think everyone kind of looked at Kansas City last year and thought, "Yay, that's the yeah. team," <laughs> you sure. know. And I could see New Orleans making the run. I could see the Chiefs, you know, going back to back again. I could see Tennessee kind of getting there, you know, getting hot. San Francisco, obviously, Seattle, even um, Dallas. There's a lot of talented teams. I, I could see a lot of things, you know. Dallas plays me. I will say the NFL is. Uh, Things tend to pop up, or like a team that you're not expecting gets in there, you Certainly. know, and makes some damage, uh, does some damage. So, um, I could see some something interesting happen, you know. So um, hold on to your lottery tickets, Miami Dolphins fans. Yeah, that's not happening, but you know. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You yeah. never know. There's always one team that people don't see coming. That's right. Last year, that was the Niners for a lot of teams. Sure. So Miami's a ways off, but I get what I you're know. saying. I know. But- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else you been up to, man? Like, uh, oh man, watching I, anything? Doing yeah, anything you know, cool? we actually watched this this really amazing movie uh, made in 1957 called "The Sweet Smell of Success." Yeah, uh, have you heard I've of heard, it? I've heard of it. Have yeah. you? I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, I, and myself, obviously, I've never, I had never heard of it, and I've talked to a lot of people that have kind of been into movies, and they don't, they haven't heard of it either. But it's, um, it's incredible. It's what it's, God, it's. I mean, like the trifecta was like the writing was absolutely amazing and crisp and and like so 1950s, but good. You know, uh, the acting was made with Burt Lancaster and uh, Tony Curtis um, and the direction and cinematography was absolutely on top. It was it was like kind of a film noir ish. Uh, I don't know. I, I would just say that if, if you like like old film noirs and like and like sharp, witty dialogue and, and you can handle like movies from the 1950s or 60s. Uh, I would I would watch this because it was incredible. I was super shocked at how good it was. Uh, yeah. Super shocked. <laughs> I was. I was. How about yourself? What have I been watching? Yeah. Or what do I think of the sweet smell of well, success? You haven't seen it, so I, I can't ask I haven't, you that. I haven't seen it. I would it. say um, check it out. I would say check it out. Yeah, I it's uh, it's on my. I have a list going of. It, classic is it on your list? Seen. No, well, not on my like no. movie movie list, but like on the movies that they're classics. I haven't I'm just, seen. I, I'm just gonna say I'm so surprised that it never turned into a classic that people that people uh, that people learned about 
I will say that it's it's that that shocks me because it 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 should be like a classic old movie that that people will watch like uh you know of Casablanca or or whatnot. It's it's on par with those in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I'm not a big Casablanca guy, so I could. Yeah, yeah that was the first one I can think of. I'm not either. I guess like uh, Citizen Kane kind of thing. Like I could see it on par with that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, we haven't really been watching stuff. Melissa's been watching stuff kind of on her own. I've been um, like, I feel like I've been watching a lot of basketball. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For there's, some there's reason, basketball going on in uh, you know, September. It's weird. So she's been watching. She was just telling me about some show she was watching. Um, God, I forgot the name of it. So that's an Amazon original with Julia Roberts. And uh, she was telling me about it. It sounds really interesting. I'm not going to watch it, but uh, it sounds really interesting. I've been watching Lovecraft Country. Oh, how's that going? You, you um, said the first episode was absolutely amazing. The first step, I mean, it's slow. So let, yeah. let, let's just put it this way. Like, So I'm, I'm going to say a lot of positive and a lot of negative about this show. Okay. So it's, uh, it's very slow. And it's one of those, and maybe it's just the way my, my TV and my audio is set up down here. But I feel like I have to crank the volume to really hear what they're saying, and then, and then something, the and then something happens. happens, and I'm like, Jesus, you know, that's the worst. I hate that. Um, yeah, it's one of those. So just you know, yeah, you know, uh, word of the wise. But it's 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 brilliantly cast. It's one of the most expertly cast shows I've seen, mm-hmm. um, where I think everyone I've seen is just flawless in their performance, and each episode has a significantly different feel to it um so the first the first episode of the pilot is very much like 50s heavy on the racism um because it's primarily a, a almost an entirely african-american cast yeah and it, it's very heavy on the racism and there's you know obviously it's not even racial undertones it's it's straight up just in your face sure um and then all of a sudden there's like weird monsters and like very like sci-fi like what what sure. the hell's going on here i mean it's lovecraftian right <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah it is it's uh yeah, it's interesting yeah. uh sure. and then the, the second episode is is very much like kind of old colonial feel okay. to it because they're in a castle oh, um weird. and it's it's just it does it, it's like a lot of magic and magic's not my thing okay fair um, I like so that, i didn't I, can, I didn't i, I didn't like it as much because it was so much magic Okay. It just kind of sound, it seemed like it was like magic and like all kind of like alternate like realities within the magic. And it was just kind of like, I, you know, like you're losing me here, guys. I'm, I'm starting to fade. Yeah. Cause like it just like it's, it wasn't as captivating. Okay. Um, and the third episode was again, it was very much back to the, like kind of the, the racial overtone and, um, with it was the right mix, I guess, yeah. of the magic and the, the, the racial overtone and then just a really interesting, like it, it I'm not going to get into the details about it cause you haven't seen it, but the, the episode closes with a, a scene that is, I think is really just, it kind of struck me as really poignant. And it was, um, it's between the, the lead character who is a black man and yeah. one of the, um, um, supporting characters. You don't know how, how, how important the character is, but it's a white woman. And it's a very interesting kind of racial conversation they have. Okay. And that's kind of how the episode closes. And it's just like, wow, that was really, really well written. Sure. Like really well written and really well acted. Like just the, the yeah. facial expressions. Yeah. 
are just incredible. So there's, there's so much good, um, you know, I was talking to, to our buddy Brandon about it because he's all in. Like, he thought all three episodes were fantastic. I, I haven't watched the fourth episode, and I just, I don't find it as captivating. I thought Watchmen was really captivating. Watchmen sure. had me. It was, yeah. I mean, I felt like it ended kind of quick. Like, it okay. kind of just, like, yeah. tied up really fast. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Fair. Uh, but I thought it ended. Well, a, like, yeah. it, it ended really quick, but like it, it ended and you were like, God, like that, that, I just watched something show. important, really yeah. important. Sure. And I, I, mean, like I, I mean, I learned pieces. something from Watchmen, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's pieces in, yeah. in Lovecraft that I feel like this is really, really good. And there's pieces where like, is this really an HBO show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's interesting. And then Omar is in it. Omar from The Wire. So like, I'll watch anything with Michael Williams sure. in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Something worth a check. Is it like uh, so the the weird like kind of Lovecraftian magicy horror stuff? Is it like scary or is it no, not at all. No. Okay. Fair. Not at I'm all. I'm just seeing if 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 Shell would be into that one. So. Uh, not at all. I I think there's. I mean, like the monster type stuff mm-hmm. in the first episode. I think is a little more. Um, I wouldn't say it's scary, but it's like. I thought it was kind of funny personally okay. <laughs> just because it like okay. looked like the effects was just like ah like, come on you know like sure. it was yeah. but it was unexpected because like it was like you forget you're watching a show called lovecraft country mm-hmm. if that makes sense like you, you you're watching this show and it's really about racism go, going through and you're just kind of like man like this guy's got a pad you know and then all of a sudden it's like well monsters wait what huh yeah <laughs> like, sure and then they're gone and it's like well, yeah. huh wait wait what this what the fuck Fair. just happened okay. <laughs> It's worth, worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, you should, man. You should. Cool. It's good. Yeah. And then uh, that's about it, though. Honestly, yeah. like I just i I keep wanting to go back and watch Perry Mason. I think I've t- I've said this sure. like on like seven or eight different episodes of our podcast, and I still haven't started it sure. yet. So. I, was, I was reminded of one last movie we watched, and because we were kind of doing the movie thing, you guys did. We're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie I'd only seen kind of in passing. I don't remember anything about, but we watched Point Break. So that was another blind spot of mine. That, that show God. absolutely loves and I, and it was like a little blind spot for me. Like you say, I have some weird blind spots. Um, uh, super entertaining. It was, it was, is it, it, was is it not movie. like the most perfect movie ever made? It's just, I'm not going to oh. say it was a perfect movie at all. No, it is. It's peak. <laughs> it depends, it's, it depends it's on your Keanu. definition of perfect, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was it's very peak enjoyable. Keanu. And I'm glad I, was, I'm glad I watched it. Peak Swayze. I get the lo- I get the love for it. It's oh, Gary Busey, great, man. Man. Gary Busey, yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Gary Busey asking yeah. him to get the meatball subs, yes, man. Yeah. Like, two of them. Oh, two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Like really, like, two? I, I should got really three. Asked. I should got three of them. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay, oh, Gary. So great, and it still gives me the best Keanu line in any movie ever. The I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> yes. Like yes. God, I love everything about Point Break. Good. 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 Uh, that, that that yeah. final did you know that final scene where they're uh, he's in Australia? Yeah, you know, you know it's not Australia, right? No, no, of course I I knew yes I knew what it was. It that was is Oregon. Coast, what what beach? Uh, Maybe Cannon or no? It's uh, I Lincoln? just saw Lincoln a thing City. on it. It's it's it starts with a W, but it's not Waldport. It's um, okay. it's a very small. I'm assuming it's in the southern coast. Southern coast. I'm assuming somewhere down there. Michelle was saying something from the other room, but I didn't hear her. But she, she probably. Ecola State Park, possibly. Maybe I don't. I have to look it up. Anyway, cool. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> it did not look like Australia, but hey, it doesn't matter. 
It's all good. I think it's the first time that we've had Shell's voice present yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think so. There we go. <laughs> we got a third loser. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's all we got for you this week um make sure you like share subscribe on apple Podcasts. give us a five-star rating helps people across the world find us and and listen to our rants uh shout out to the stubborn lovers for letting us use their music for the intro outro you can find casey on twitter at cw mcgrath you can find me at volcom pancake the podcast is at losers gracious thank you for listening we'll talk to you next week Bye.